Coming live from Toronto, Canada is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Michael Santonato. He is a financial alchemist, financial advisor, and educator. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much, Kudanya, for having me. Great intro. Thank you. Thank you. And you are welcome to the show. For shorter version, you can call me AJ Michael. That will be short and sweet. And it will be much more easier for you to pronounce. Sometimes that can be the first thing can be difficult. So first to ask you, Michael, is that you call yourself a financial alchemist. You show people how to transform and transmute their current financial situation into a greater and better. But but worse to simply be, simply understand from you itself is why do you call yourself a financial alchemist? That's a great question. I realized that through education, through knowledge, and through implementing ideas and the education that we learn, then we transmute and transform our situation. And that's what alchemy is. Alchemy is changing something from one state into another. So it's a fascinating topic because we don't really think of it in that way. You know, we usually think of like doing this and doing that and then getting that result. But there's actually a mental transformation that takes place because when you know, then you do differently. When you do differently, then you can have differently. So I'm really excited about this process that I take people through. Right, right. And then you call yourself a true financial educator and financial alchemist. What is the true part? Isn't alchemy the true part in itself or education the true in itself? Where does the true come in? What do you want to convey through this word called true in this yeah. whole description? Thank you. Great question. It's it's so important because we don't get a financial education in school. We don't get a financial education anywhere. We don't get it in, you know, community or school or religion. And we often don't get it from our family. But that is the foundation that we all need. And I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I am, the banks do not give you a true education. They don't give you a true financial education. They don't really give you any education. You walk up to the teller, the person at the bank, and they say, oh, you should have this product. And they might, you know, if you ask why, they might give you a few lines. But they don't tell you about all the risks and the details and the fine print and everything that's involved. And there's no ongoing relationship. So there is no true education. You know, you don't get much in school. You don't get much from the banks or the institutions. Where are you going to get it? I was fortunate enough that I got a true financial education from my parents who were bank managers and they came home and they told us and they taught us everything at the dinner table. So by the time I was 18 years old, I had a real financial education. I could explain credit and interest and debts and mortgages and real estate and rentals and stocks and investments and leverage and interest and taxes. By the time I was 18 years old, people just don't get that. So there's 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 what's true and then there's what's fake and then there's what's sold and then there's what the news tells you and the baseline is truth the baseline is facts and that's reality and that's what i have been blessed with and i feel compelled to share and give back to people right right and that is where you know you help uh, in the 
financial upgrade of people in Canada, but in terms of the world is so global. Everything is so connected, Michael. And that's the reason to also get you on the podcast as an expert, as the master for today is to understand. You talk about, you know, that uh, about that there is uh, this big difference between you as well as the world's wealthy. But there is a way we can close this gap. And everybody wants to understand this. And, you know, a lot of people not just want to become wealthy for uh, for just becoming wealthy, but also talking of financial independence. So both things together for different sort of people, whatever works for them best is that, you know, there are different ways that and different avenues and opportunities that exist in today's time. As the topic says, new opportunities, those are there that can be utilized. So we'll be talking about all this stuff together. Firstly, is that how do you, you know, make sure what opportunities that are around you, how do you ensure that you are able to spot them? How do you suggest your clients? Because uh, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are so busy in their day-to-day work. And they are not, they are just trying to fix whatever salary they are getting, how to save, you know, taxes and all that stuff. So it's all this thing. How do they look at new opportunities? What would you like to tell them? You always have to give up something in order to gain something. You know, we have laws of physics in the world. We have cause and effect, right? So when you have a cause, then you have an effect that will follow. So you cannot hope and wish and wait and pray for anything and everything to come, right? I believe in the power of prayer. I really do. I know that prayer works. There's plenty of studies and research that shows that prayer works. Your intention works. There's a lot of people praying for my brother right now who's in the hospital. And I'm so very thankful. I'm, I'm going to go see him. He's recovering quite quickly. My sister was healed from, from cancer in the 90s through mostly the power of prayer. And I know that prayer works. However, with prayer, you have to have action. With intention, you have to have action. You know, in in some of the religious books, it says, you know, God helps those who help themselves, right? So you need to have an intention. You have to have a desire to change, but you have to act on it as well. How to find opportunities? The easiest way is to hire someone, is to, prov- is to learn from someone who knows more than you. You know, you should only listen to people who have what you want and have been where you are. So they know the pathway and the roadway to get there. So that's part of what I do with my clients. I help them all over the world internationally in order to know where they are and where they want to be and how to fill that gap and how to close that gap. And a large part of that is through education. So I, I really constantly talk about education because when you know differently, you can do differently than you can have differently. So on our website, we have all kinds of courses on all kinds of different aspects and areas of finance, how someone can take wherever they are in the world and make their situation better. Right, right. Uh, I do. Firstly, I do very much believe in prayers, a lot of them, you know, and this is your own way to connect with whichever God, goddess or anything that you believe in. It's your belief that you, you know, you it manifests in whatever, you know, pace or figurine or anything mm-hmm. that can come into your mind. And I truly believe that it works. And so right. my, with my own heart, uh, with the deepest heart, I, I wish your brother much quicker recovery and may God bless him. 
may God bless your family and may everything be all right. That's my sincerest prayer. Oh, thank you as, so as, much. As, your, as a fellow human being away from you, uh, you know, but I'm sure this is in this big universe, things pass on very, thank very you. quickly to wherever the gods are. So that's, that's, so the, financial, that's the prayer part. Now talking about... I appreciate about, that. I appreciate right. that. And the financial part, now financial independence part is that you're right that, you know, you need to concentrate on looking at opportunities, pray for it, and sometimes it will it will work for you. you. But in the practical sense, uh, uh, Michael, is that how does one, you know, keep awake and see which are the places they should look at, which mm-hmm. are the places which is comfortable for you. Some people yeah. find uh, opportunities to invest in, say, housing, in real yep. estate. Some people look at, you are you are a cryptocurrency advocate. Some people yes. may find cryptocurrency as the important thing that they would want to invest in. Are mm-hmm. there other sectors, other things that people should keep their eyes and ears open to? How do they know if there is something good for them, they can go for it? Yeah, that's a great question. There are so many different assets and investment types and vehicles, and it's going to differ. It's going to be different from person to person, you know, based on their situation. So if you're young in university, you can start small with, you know, most of your money, let's say, is going towards university or schooling or your living expenses. So you can live abroad or wherever you're studying in school. So you might want to put a little bit of money every month into some stocks or some segregated funds or investment funds so that it's automated because most of your focus is on schooling, right? If you have desires and dreams to be a business owner, then you might want to put your money into learning and growing how to, how to make a business successful. That will take a ton of time that can be obviously, you know, filled with a lot of risk as all businesses. And you could lose your money, obviously, but you learn lessons. Can you live with yourself if you learn those lessons? If you are young as well, you might be interested in cryptocurrency because all your friends are talking about it and you have the time to research it. So you can research cryptocurrency. If you're older and you have a family or you're a senior, you're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, you're probably not going to be really interested in cryptocurrency because it's too new. You don't trust it. You hear all the news about the scams and everything losing and you probably will just, you know, let it go and pass it off. And you'll stick to real estate or you'll stick to insurance. You know, if you're a family and you're your parents and you have kids, you must have insurance. You must have life insurance because how to continue the cycle of poverty in the world is when parents die and they have no life insurance. That's how you insure poverty and people stay poor on the planet. It's people that have responsibilities and a family to take care of and provide for. They work and they bring in the money for the whole house and they don't have any life insurance. That is one way that poor people have stayed poor throughout history. Okay, Wealthy families buy incredible amounts of life insurance when children are born, when the child is born. Why? Because life insurance becomes more expensive the older you get. So the older you get, the more time passes, the more life insurance costs because the closer you are to passing away and dying. When people, when wealthy people have babies, they buy all kinds of different life insurance for sickness, for cancer, for life insurance, for income, for disability, for all kinds of things, because they don't have a crystal ball and they don't know what's going to happen in that child's lifetime. And they don't like risk. So they take away the risk on them and their family and their children. 
by buying all kinds of life insurance because they just don't know what the future holds. And they know that the, the best bang for the buck is when the child is young. So I bought life insurance on my stepkids. And as soon as I became a parent, I bought all kinds of life insurance on me and my partner, my wife. And uh, that's, that's just how the wealthy do it. Now, you might not say that's an investment, but that is an investment, right? And there right. are different kinds of life insurance where it is actually, where it does have an investment component and the money can also grow. So those are a lot of the great options. Real estate is totally solid and stable. A lot of people are very committed to precious metals as well, gold and silver, but it hasn't been performing in the way that it should with the pandemic and with the recession and the interest rates and everything. It just hasn't, it just hasn't performed the way that it historically has. And, um, and again, to go back to cryptocurrency, I am an advocate for cryptocurrency because I know that it is the future. It's the future okay. that's being planned now. And if you like, we can talk more about that. I'm completely convinced that that's the case. Right, right. I, I appreciate your viewpoint. A lot of people, you know, as as, as looking at the stock market, it's, 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 you can say they are guided by greed and they are guided by fear. So mm -hmm. sometimes people act very irrationally or they want to, they have their own ways of looking. In the same way, crypto has it, is having its own difficulties at the moment so a lot of people who may have invested in canada in crypto what and and they may be your clients too how what do you advise them and why what makes you so bullish about crypto for the future so that a lot of people across the world who will be who's watching this podcast later listen to it or yeah. watch it later on what should be their way of looking yeah. at this whole space uh, because a lot of people are very despondent. A lot of people will think that, okay, this is not going to come up again. So your enthusiasm might suit their, give them some better hope and much more realistic way of looking at things. For sure. Thank you. Not just my enthusiasm, but hopefully also my information, my education. So we have very thorough online courses on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency on our website on truefinancialeducation.com. Because it, it has a big learning curve. It has a big, 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 big learning curve. The way to think about cryptocurrency at, is as a technology. See, it's a technology. If you think about it as a technology, then you'll understand that it is here forever, that it's not going anywhere. I like to read a lot of books, and one of the best books I read is called um, Economics, Economics for Dummies. And another one is Economics Explained. Very simple. One of the keys in, in, in this book was that technology is like a genie in a bottle. Everyone knows Aladdin's lamp. You rub the genie, the, the bottle, the genie comes out, grants you a wish. But the thing about technology is it grants you wishes. But once it comes out of the bottle, it doesn't go back in. What does that mean? Seven billion people on planet Earth and, you know, 13 billion smartphones. 13 billion gadgets and devices, you know, almost two for every person on planet Earth. I could not give you enough money, AJ, to, to go back to a regular Motorola flip phone. I bet you you have a smartphone, right? Right. And I bet you everyone you know has a smartphone, right? And I bet right. you that none of them will go back to the old phones with the, with the green background with the small little buttons, without the data, without the Wi-Fi, without the streaming music, without the YouTube, without the ability to cast, 
you know, soccer games and World Cup and football matches on their phone, on their phone, on their phone. This is a technology that's not going anywhere. Video quality is increasing. You got you don't have one camera on the back of your phone. Now you have four cameras on the back of your phone. Soon you're going to have six cameras. You're going to have eight cameras. Soon just the whole the whole back of the whole back of the phone will be just a camera, right? So the cameras are getting bigger. The megapixels are getting better. The technology is getting better. The Wi-Fi is getting faster. The data is getting faster. That's the way the world is moving. Cryptocurrency allows you to send thousands of dollars or millions of dollars from the power of your phone to someone else anywhere else in the world, halfway across the world, in minutes. In minutes. You don't have to ask anyone for permission. You don't have to walk into a bank. You don't have to spend 10 minutes or 5 minutes or 30 minutes in a lineup at a bank. You don't have to sign any papers. You don't have to pay $100 in fees or $30 in fees. All they need is one of these cell phones. And this is what they have. You have it. They have it. You don't have to ask anyone. You can send as much money as you want, whether it's $3 million or $3,000 in a matter of minutes for pennies, for pennies, AJ, for pennies. This is a massive breakthrough in technology that is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. Okay. So is it is it like... People in your country, in Canada, people understand this quite well. How, how do you see this trend down there? I've been in cryptocurrency since 2017. And that was when I first invested. It was March 2017. And I did enough research in the fall of 2016 that I was convinced that this would be huge. But I wasn't ready to put my money yet. But I remember the moment in 2016 in the fall. It was like October. After watching documentaries, reading articles, reading blogs, reading all kinds of documentation, I knew that this would be huge. But not enough to put my money down. I first put my money down in 2016. Or sorry, 2017. I think, you know, less than 5% of the people on the planet now are invested in cryptocurrency. But every year that goes by, more and more people are investing. More and more people are learning about it, right? You got YouTube, you got articles, you got more people talking about it now. And there's even more breakthroughs now in that space. You know, now there's all kinds of trading, computer bot robots and NFTs and all these big things. The technology is new. That's why it's going through so many problems. And that's why there's scams and everything. But all technology gets better and stronger the more people that adapt to it. More money is coming into the space. More institutions, more investors are coming into the space. Wall Street, Bay Street here in Toronto and Canada uh, and all over the world, they're putting more money because of the future technology possibilities that, would, that it will create and value that it will add to the planet. So I'm still, we're, you know, 5% like of the population, not much, but more will come, more will come, more will come. Right, right. You also talk about, you know, about the world's wealthy and you also talk about, you know, what separates you and the world, 1% of the world's wealthy and how to close this gap. Is it things like crypto? Is it something else? Because anybody would like to, you know, want to become at least uh, financially independent and much more better off to be able to live his life, mm-hmm. his or her life, the way they want to. How do you do that? What, what are the things that is separating me from the world's wealthiest? 
the gap that separates the the average people, even the one percent from the world's wealthy, and there's there's the one percent, there's point one percent, and there's point zero zero one percent, right? It's like Michael Jordan, and then all the other NBA players, you know, and then all the high school players and all the college players and everything. the The amount of difference between the average person and the wealthy or the super wealthy is astronomical. It's it's when you really get into it, when you really learn about it, it's, it's actually like frightening how big the difference is. And they have so many advantages that the average person just doesn't have. You know, they have time because their family, usually the wealth comes from their family and their previous generations. And so they don't have to worry. They don't have to work. Their job is to just maintain the wealth and grow it. And growing wealth is not that hard once you have a lot because you can hire experts you can hire outside help you can hire specialists so they hire specialists they get taught from a young age they have time they don't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from they don't have to worry about how to make money their job is really just to make what's already great even better and knowledge is power so the difference that they have is knowledge that the average people don't have knowledge about the tax system how to legally pay zero tax how to legally pay almost no tax or less tax or 10% tax. While most people are paying 20, 30, 40% in tax, the wealthy know how to pay 10% tax or even zero tax. So knowledge is power. It, it's through knowing, it's through researching, it's passed down generation by generation by generation by generation. Okay. And uh, if I have to do it within my lifetime, how do I do that? Is there a, a particular sector that can one look at? Is there something, you know, what, every, yeah. anything, anything legal that one can do to close that gap? Of course. Yeah, it's it's all knowledge. You have to educate yourself. So you need to, you know, that's why we have all those courses on our website at truefinancialeducation.com because we want people to close the gap. We want people to be able to live free, to have freedom, to not have money stress, to be able to live well, to live carefree, to live with more peace, a peace of mind. And, and it just like I said, you, you have to know differently so you can do differently so you can have differently. So in your lifetime, like you have to learn, you have to spend the time and the money to like actually learn this stuff. You know what I mean? And the laws are pretty much the similar. The laws in the U.S. are pretty much the similar to the laws in Canada, which are pretty much similar to the laws in England, right? Because they all came from the same place. So the laws are all very much similar and they, and they sort of borrow from each other too. And that's a good idea. Let's do that. You know, the 401k, which is an American retirement investment vehicle originated in Russia. I think it was Russia or Germany. I think it was Germany right after World War One, And we call it an RRSP in, in Canada, Retirement Registered Savings Plan. So you have to educate yourself. You have to either hire someone or take courses or learn on your own, spend hours. You know, that's why... A, a course is a really good idea for someone because instead of searching all over the internet and YouTube and blogs, you can get all the essentials presented in an easy to understand way uh, in a course like we have. Right, Michael. Right. I see you focus so much on financial education and talking less about pushing yourself as a financial advisor. That is where the big money comes in. Why do you focus so much first on financial education? That's a great question, AJ. Thanks for asking that. Um, it really comes down to my my commitment and my own realization for myself that 
you know, I will need to reach more people in order to make the difference on the planet that I want to see in the world. So while I love working with a client or a family one-on-one as a financial advisor to make the big change in the world that we want to see, it's going to have to be, you know, something that I can do while I sleep or something that I do where I, where I don't have to be in front of the person because I only have 24 hours in a day. Right. Right. And talking of, you know, all that we, this is, this is just a half an hour podcast or maybe 40 minutes or around that uh, people can know only as much as that is possible. But beyond that, you know, a financial advisor, a financial educator will be able to guide them uh, better. But a lot of people want to do it themselves. It's fine that they, but what would you like to tell people? Why should they get a financial advisor, educator for themselves? What are, what will be something much more than they will be able to do by themselves? And how do they find out who is the right person to advise them? Yeah. It's a great question. Uh, you, usually you can have a complimentary conversation with someone without having to pay a fee. So you can have a consultation and a conversation and find out how the person works and ask for references and testimonials and case studies. I've got a YouTube channel which has all that so people can look at that before they you know, seek me out, which is fine. Uh, and, then, and then your first question was why do they need someone or why a financial advisor? The answer is because you can't do your own dental work. <laughs> That's you know, you, nice. You, yeah. <laughs> even though, even though we have all this medical information on online, you still need to go see a doctor when you're sick or when you need, you know, an emergency or when you have an emergency or you have some symptoms, you, you go to someone else to tell you what's wrong. Cause you're not an expert in that area and you didn't spend eight hour, eight years in medical school. And they did. And you can't do your own dental work as much as I would like to. I can't see what's in there as hard as I try in my own mouth. You know what I mean? Right. So right, I need right. someone I need someone who's an expert, who knows, who's trained, who's a specialist, who's licensed. I'm all those things as a financial advisor. And I can see what you don't see. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, uh, we have talked good amount. Now, people who want to connect with you, how do they do that? How do they connect with you? Because it's a global world now. Uh, people, a lot of people are, have uh, relatives in Canada. A lot of people would like to uh, connect with you, not only in Canada, but maybe also from India and from mm-hmm. elsewhere. You know, how do they connect with you? What's the best way to do it? Yeah. So you have my name here coming across the screen, which is great. So if you Google my name, you'll find my website, my YouTube on my website, we have the ability to book a call and book a conversation, a consultation with me. And then you've also got the online courses at truefinancialeducation.com. Right, right. Now, my last question to you, Michael, is to you talk about education. And that education is also about a lot about money, wealth. Uh, mm-hmm. And when sometimes, you know, money, when people talk of financial independence, a lot of money can just center around your top. Your whole life can start centering only around money. And that's a very difficult position for a lot of people. That's perhaps not the ideal way for a lot of people the, for their life to take it. In terms of you, how do you separate your personal life, your personal talk beyond the money talk and the money advice and the money mm-hmm. education that you think of, live of? 
and mm-hmm. keep on giving the best to the people you uh, you communicate with how do you separate your life when you live beyond money right yeah that's a good that's a good question aj honestly um i live by my schedule i live by my calendar very religiously you know like very specifically so i have become very good at disciplining myself to take breaks when i need it you know i'm very serious about seven hours of sleep per night or eight hours um and then i also have a great commitment to go to the gym three to four times a week and i have somebody who keeps me accountable i have like a buddy system a buddy accountability buddy who keeps me accountable to making sure that i go to the gym three four times a week and if i don't there's a consequence you know so the right the right accountability plus consequences um you know but also it's okay to be a little bit obsessed you know like uh i'm i'm listening to this audiobook about the personal trainer for michael jordan and he talks about how everybody wants balance well you can have balance after you earn it by having a little bit of unbalance or obsession then you can earn the balance you know like michael jordan now is, who cares? You know what I mean? He's, he's worth over a billion dollars now. You know what I mean? So it's okay to be a little bit obsessed and earn the balance. And I have cut out things in my life. Like there's times where I don't watch any movies or any TV, uh, or I don't read, but I love to read and I love movies. So, you know, I kind of give myself this, this reward when I've, when I've earned it, when I've served enough. And then I put in my calendar when I'm going to the gym I know when I'm sleeping. I know when I can take a break or go to the park or go for some fresh air, that sort of thing. But I also know when I'm working too, you know? Right, right. On this note, Michael, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thank you so much.